This is the big pond. You know, when you look at a burger cookie, it's this this kind of soft cookie base with a big, huge glob of chocolate frosting on top. The cookie was just a delivery mechanism for the icing itself. The icing outweighs the cookie by an impressive margin. And it's kind of what you see is what you get. You know that you're going to bite into it and like your teeth are going to feel the sugar granules and everything. And I kind of feel that way about Baltimore. Like the people here, I I talk to strangers all the time. People are really what you see is what you get. There's a real genuineness to um, the community here. I don't keep burger cookies in my house only because I'm constantly watching my girlish figure. However, when friends come to visit, we always get them because it is a Baltimore thing to do. And it's also fun to see people react when they take their first bite into their first burger cookie because the the level of delight, I mean, all the sugar just rushes right up to their brain. It, does, it never goes down, it goes up. It goes right up into their head and their brain. And, you know, they, they, they are a, a joy to behold as they are beholding their first burger cookie. My sister-in-law keeps them in her freezer at all times, and so every time I see her, she asks me to bring her boxes, and she lives in Colorado. So she has, I think, three or four boxes of burger cookies right now in her fridge, and I know when she runs low because she will text me saying, Heidi, next time I see you, bring me more boxes. Um, And I know she and her fiancé ration them out, so they will (laughs) eat the cookies when they deserve them. But there are boxes stored at their freezer because I told her I was like oh they freeze really well not only are they delicious insider tip you can freeze them when you live in Baltimore they find their way to you no matter where you are or who's trying to keep them away from you hi I'm Katie Marquette with the big pond here in the city of Baltimore a few of our culinary claims to fame include crabs old bay seasoning and burger cookies Burger cookies elicit extreme responses. There's absolutely nothing subtle about them. A small vanilla wafer topped with an obscene amount of fudge, they are a Baltimore staple and the perfect post-crab feast dessert. While we don't know much about their history, we do know they have their origins with a German immigrant family, the Berger family. German immigrant Henry Berger moved to the U.S. in 1835 and soon opened a bakery in East Baltimore. While burger cookies' roots may be in Germany, their taste is unlike anything from the home country. My fellow producer, Melissa Gear traveled to Germany recently and brought some burger cookies along with her. Her friend Kate is an American, but her husband is German, and they are raising their sons in Germany. My name is Kate Brenner, and I'm here with my sons in Ravensburg, Germany, and we're about to try Baltimore's burger cookies for the first time. does this taste like to you? Did you like the burger cookie? Yes, 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 very much. Because it's very chocolatey, it's like a bony. It's a little bit like a bony. I find. And would you eat a second one if you had one in front of you? Yes, 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 yes. How many more? One thousand. I really like them. I love them. It's liberty! This reaction is pretty typical when trying a burger cookie for the first time. 
Although I grew up eating the cookies, I never realized how unique they were to the Baltimore area. It wasn't until I traveled around after college and met people from different parts of the country that I realized what a unique dessert we had here. After World War I, George Russell, a young man who worked for the Berger family, took over the business. Another switch happened when the DeBoffrey family, who worked for the Russells, bought the business in 1969. Burger cookies are owned by the DeBoffrey family to this day. I went to go visit the current owner, Charles DeBoffrey, at the Burger Bakery in the Cherry Hill neighborhood of Baltimore City. Located next to the train tracks, the building is unmarked and unassuming. When you walk inside, you are greeted by the hum of ovens and the smell of fudge. Uh, my name is Charles DeBoffrey, and I am the owner of DeBoffrey Bakeries, which owns Burger Cookies. I am second generation. My father and my uncles owned it previously. And prior to that were a family of Russells for two generations and the actual burgers for, I know, at least two generations, maybe three. You're not going to take to something that's not good. And it's just a, a fact that, you know, that they are good. And you got to like chocolate. If you don't like chocolate, you're not going to like them. But you got to like chocolate. And they are handmade and they are around. I, I don't toot my own horn. It's just, you know, this is it. This is my job. This is what I do. I love my job. Would, would have never changed anything. It's a wire cut machine, so it's literally a wire there, and it cuts the dough. Um, it's it's low tech. Out of everything I have, this is probably the lowest tech, but yet it's still the thing that more fun to watch than anything. Yeah, it is. It's very like satisfying to see these neat little rows of <laughs> cookies you coming. See how many it produces in seconds. Uh, you know, and that's just the first step. That's the second step. First is mixing it. That's the second step. Then you bake it. Then you dump it. Then, you know. But, again, they've been doing it. And at Christmas, it's a whole different animal. Can you imagine doing this five days a week for uh, nine to ten hours a day? Hard work. So, we have one, one guy. He's, he's got the wafers, and he's handing them. The two folks here, they're kind of scooping the fudge onto yeah. the cookie. He's tossing these in to the chocolate. And the idea is to get it that part down. It holds the chocolate better than the rounded part. And this is, you know, why each burger cookie is unique. I mean, because every person... They're not is, all the same. It's almost like a snowflake. Some have more fudge, some have... I mean, some they all have, have a lot of fudge, some but... Some has a fingerprint in it, you know, because it... It didn't come out their finger correctly, and that sounds bad, but they are wearing gloves, so. Yeah. <laughs> that fingerprint in it just sounds bad. Okay, so can you describe what we're looking at here? It's like a conveyor belt of cookies, basically. This is the overwrap machine. They load the cookies in the package in the trough there. It comes up, it'll go through the paper, and it seals it. Top, I mean, the sides and bottom and comes through and it also throws the date on the bottom of the package. So what's coming out here are these two-pack burger cookies. Um, yeah, these are the snack packs. Uh, there's two cookies in each pack and they typically sell for about 250 I see these a lot. I've gotten these a lot as wedding favors. Yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, that was a big plus to finding this. It's not the reason we found it, but that was a big plus to doing this. Um, 
is it's just perfect to put in the welcome bag. After saying goodbye to Charles, my bag stuffed with his generous gifts of burger cookies and burger cakes, I wanted to learn more about why burger cookies are so synonymous with Baltimore. I get in touch with Andrew Reiner, lecturer at Towson University and self-proclaimed burger aficionado. He wrote an article in the Washington Post back in 2012 explaining the mixed feelings he had when burger cookies started showing up in posh neighborhoods of D.C. My antenna was up in the, with the whole D.C. thing. And I'm from Baltimore. And as with a lot of old school Baltimoreans, we're very kind of, when it comes to D.C., we really don't pay a lot of attention in terms of what's going on over there. But my antenna was up. I was in that area. And I found out that burger cookies were entering that market. What happened was, I'd gone, I remember now, I'd gone to a grocery store. I'd gone to a giant grocery store in, in Northern Virginia, which is very, that's completely the D, still the D.C. area. And I saw burger cookies. And most people's first thought would be, hey, this is great. This is something I really love, which I do. My first thought was, how dare they? What are these doing here? I felt betrayal that burger cookies were on a display in the D.C. market. I felt like I had been betrayed. And so what happened was I did a little bit of digging and found out that, in fact, burger cookies were just starting to really enter the D.C. market. And so I thought, these people need a primer. These people need to know what they're getting, what they're getting themselves into without just saying, oh, this is from Baltimore. Just take a look at it. This is something that just doesn't cut it for who we are here. And I thought, these people need to understand the gift they have been given. Andrew likes burger cookies so much, he often uses them as a kind of character test. His wife's dislike of the cookie was a big red flag on their first date. And I, I distinctly remember driving down, we were going down to Hamden, um, which is, Hamden is a, a really cool, funky area of Baltimore. That's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it used to be a very blue-collar area that, that has become kind of hip and very art-centered. And there's a lot of great restaurants and cafes there. We were driving down there. And on the drive down, I had a pack of burger cookies in the car because my wife is from the D.C. area. And I said, okay, so as I said to you, you know, during a phone call that we had had beforehand, this is on our first date, I said, you know, I, was, I kept my end of the bargain. I brought burger cookies, and she thought I was joking. So I said, I need you at least to just try one and just tell me what you think. So my wife is somebody who even more so then than now, and that says a lot because she still is an incredibly health-conscious eater, then was, was even more scrutinizing, if that's even possible, if you knew my wife. She took a bite of it, and I thought for sure, I thought for sure she was going to absolutely positively say, you know what, I'm looking at the ingredients, it's not really healthy, but man, this is good. She took a bite, she put it down, and said, thank you very much. <laughs> you know, I almost lost control of the car. I thought, I, 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 literally, I, I literally said to her, what is wrong with you? Seriously, are you just doing this because you're trying to, like, yank my chain here? And she said, no, I just, it's just too, you know, it's just a little bit too much. It just doesn't work for me. You know, there's, there's no re... She didn't use the word, but really what she was saying is there just wasn't enough restraint. You know, there's no restraint in that cookie. And, and they're not trying to... to Again, they're not trying to, you know, posture that they are. 
Luckily, he got over her distaste for burger cookies, and I guess it just means more for him. And like any connoisseur of fine wines will tell you, there is a right and wrong way to do a tasting. The same is true of burgers. I brought with me to the interview some burger cookies. They, along with a bag of Utz crab chips, were the party favors at a wedding I had gone to over the weekend. Okay, so what we have here, and these are not easy to get outside of Baltimore. I don't even think you can get the two-pack. We have a two-pack of a burger cookie, and it is, um, again, in typical burger cookie fashion, there's absolutely, positively no uniformity to the look of these two cookies. And so, just going to open the little package here, cellophane. One of the things that, I don't know that a lot of people probably go for this. I've always really enjoyed the stale ones. <laughs> I do. I've enjoyed the stale ones because when you have, when they're fresh and they have the fudge on top of them and, and they look fantastic when they're, when they're fresh, you can get the fudge off with your teeth, which is a fun way to do it that a lot of people do like to do it. But when it's stale, you can kind of bite down a little bit and just really easily extract that and then it, and once it's in your mouth, you know it kind of gets it kind of gets softer anyway. Some people do bite into them, and and I think as a lot of burger cookie aficionados will probably tell you, that's really kind of wasting the whole kind of sensory experience. So I'm going to do. Um, sometimes I pick off the fudge and just eat it separately. But one of the things I used to do a lot when I first started eating them um, is that you kind of. My, I'm already salivating. This is so funny. It's like this total Pavlovian response. Um, I'm going to bite into it, and I'm just going to, with, with my front teeth only, I'm going to kind of slide back some of the fudge. Because when, when I really kind of sit down to eat these and really appreciate them, that's kind of the, the experience I, I personally try to go for. All right, my front teeth are going in now. The trick when you do this is to not get the cookie in there too. You want to try to do it without getting the cookie as much as possible, which isn't easy because it's a very soft cookie. Mmm. I haven't lost my touch. Expertly done. <laughs> well, thank you. One of the great things about extracting it this way is that with a burger cookie, even though you get, you know, that top layer of the fudge cream icing off, you're still left with a kind of foundation, you know, that you don't completely get off. So... It's a win-win. I would say just as good as I remember them, but I just had them a couple of weeks ago. So they taste as good as always, really. While the taste might be acquired, everyone in Baltimore agrees the cookies have become representative of the land of pleasant living. If you go to a Baltimore crab feast by people who are from Baltimore, you will, you will often find burger cookies as the coup de grace. That is typically what a real Baltimore crab feast ends them on. I remember going to, uh, at about this time when I was in graduate school, and I remember going to a friend's house, and his mom was from Baltimore, and she had burger cookies after dinner. And, and that is a thing. People will sometimes have them after dinner. And I remember my friend's fiance um, ate one, and, and I was just indignant, you know? I, I just remember saying, you know, she and I remember she was from she was from Maine and, and I just remember thinking she just doesn't get this she does not clearly get this and and this to me was was a much larger commentary on her character 
the fact that somebody would agonize so much with one cookie over, you know, over the calories, over, you know, the ingredients, over the, the amount of sugar, which of course, you know, as somebody gets older, these are things you need that you need to think about a little bit. But at the time, while I was eating those those packs of cookies in one sitting, this to me was was treasonous. Burger cookies like Baltimore are charming. They are excessive, exuberant, and unique. No restraint, like Andrew said. They are indicative of good food and good times. So grab a box of burgers, crack open a natty bow, and start picking your pile of crabs. I'm Katie Marquette with The Big Pond. Wunderbar together. You've been listening to The Big Pond, a series of dialogues between Germans and Americans, coming to you from PRX and the Goethe Institute.